we had a lot of energy drinks. We had, I had a lot of Gatorade. We had beer. The weirdest thing is probably I had like some gas station meatloaf and it was like, <laughs> oh man. That's the best thing I ate out there. It was so good too. I remember like, yeah. I've never eaten it and I'm like, I can't, I can't even believe this is my life right now. <laughs> Uh, by day three, uh, there was a pool noodle on the side of the road that I decided to MacGyver, and um, Vanessa actually saw it first and was like, he's going to pick that up and do something with it. And <laughs> I totally was behind her, and I grabbed it. We got to our hotel room, and uh, I split a hole, like uh, a slice down the center so I could use them as arm pads around like the um, the shoulders of my pack. And wow. it took all the pressure off my shoulders. It felt great. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Sasquatch Trail Runners Podcast, where every run is a trail party. I'm your host, Kim Levinsky, and today we'll be sharing the recording from our sixth episode of our Run Venture Zoom series from August 12, 2020, where we sat down with ultra runners Vanessa Klein and Michael Wilson, who just completed the Vol State 500K. Before we jump into that, we'll hear the monthly update from our friends at the New York, New Jersey Trail Conference. So sit back and relax, or grab some salted potatoes and hit the trails, and enjoy the show. I am here with Don Weiss, the New York, New Jersey Trail Conference Director of Donor Guidance. So I met Don about two years ago through the trail conference. He reached out to me and asked if we'd be interesting in partnering up with the trail conference. And of course, I jumped at the opportunity. These guys do an unbelievable amount of work on the trail systems in New York and New Jersey. So it has been a pleasure getting to know Don and the rest of his staff and also being able to support them financially through some of our races and do some volunteer work with them as well. So we're super excited to invite them on our new Sasquatch Trail Runners podcast. We're going to hear a Squatchtastic update from them about once a month. So we'll be hearing from Don as well as some other members of their staff. So Don Weiss, fill us in. What is going on in the trail conference right now? Today is August 17th, 2020. All right. Yeah. Thanks for having me on, Kim. Uh, it is just so awesome to run with you guys. Really have so much fun every single time we get out there, uh, whether it's Stoke State Forest or wherever we get together. So um, you guys do make it fun. Um, so we're going to have some fun things coming up. Um, let's kind of give you the uh, chronological sequence. Um, all right. So August 29th, that's a Saturday morning. Uh, we're all going to get together and run some of the most uh, nationally famous uh, trails in the area. Uh, it's called the Sterling Forest Multi-Use Trail System, and uh, it's kind of like a carnival ride for your feet. Uh, we're going to run uh, a nine-mile loop, and then we're going to add on to make it like 13.1-ish uh, because there's a, an event coming up called the Sterling Furnace Half Marathon that uses that course, and uh, it's going to be on... Uh, September 19th. Where is that park located? Sterling Forest is right across the state line in New York. Um, so if you know how to get to Ringwood State Park, it's right across from there. Perfect. It's also right adjacent to Harriman. It's just a whole lot less crowded than Harriman. Awesome. So, and uh, if you want more info on it, it's sterlingfurnacehalfmarathon.com. And one of our board members is organizing it. His name is Charlie Gadol. If anybody runs any of the upstate races like uh, Manitou's Revenge or Cat's Tail Marathon, he's that guy. So he picks 
he picks good courses. Awesome. Excited. Awesome. And we're excited. We're going to be out there at the half marathon volunteering at one of the aid stations. And we're also teaming up with you guys for this preview run. Yeah, that'll be fun. Thank you so much. So that's coming up. we got the preview run. That's August 29th. And we have a size limit on it. Um, get on to trail conference, trail runs, trail conference, trail runs, uh, ask to join, I'll accept you. And then you can say, Hey, I want to be in on this uh, preview run. Awesome. Um, the other thing that's coming up is uh, we're, we're turning 100. The trail conference is actually 100 years old this October. So, uh, and some of our members are close to that too. But uh, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so we got some elder squatches out there uh, taking elder care of the squatches. trails. And so we're going to be celebrating uh, starting August 31st. Uh, we're going to announce a trail-a-thon, which is like a hike and run-a-thon. Uh, except you can do it however you want. And the goal is to run 100 miles between uh, September 17th and uh, October 17th, which is our 100th anniversary. Uh, and you can run as many as you want. So I'm, I'm thinking Sasquatch people will run 1,000 miles or something crazy Definitely. like that. There'll be some cool uh, swag and, you know, uh, like rewards for fundraising. It's, you know, it's a fundraiser for the trail conference too. So Very cool. How can people uh, more, find out more, more information about that? We'll be announcing that soon, so I'll make sure you guys get info. We're still working out the details, but it's going to be through runsignup.com. Awesome. And, um, Very cool. Um, that's the big stuff that's happened by us. I'm just down here in uh, LBI like a fish out of water. There are no hills. I, I don't see any hills here at all, but uh, hoping to go to the Pinelands and uh, do some running there. Before we let you go, Don, if people want to get involved with the trail conference, what's the best way for them to connect with you guys? Best way is through our website. It's, uh, it's uh, the acronym for New York, New Jersey Trail Conference. So N-Y-N-J-T-C dot org. And that's how you can connect with us. And yeah, yeah, just, or just uh, through Facebook, Trail Conference Trail Runs. Very cool. Well, if you haven't found your way to their website yet, I highly recommend you check out their site. It is just a gold mine of resources their hike finder application that they have on there you can put on a bunch of filters to really find whatever kind of hike or trail run you're looking for and i have to make a plug for your trail maps they are top of the line i think i have every one i love your trail maps it's always great to have a backup with you when you're out on the trail in the back country and then also you can utilize their their trail maps through the app avenza where it's online uh, through the app and your live GPS is there as well. So that is all the tireless work of the New York, New Jersey Trail Conference with Don and his staff. So we, we so appreciate you guys. Oh, thank you so much. I thank the Lord for the, the blue dotted line on the Avenza map that's uh, gotten me unlost so many times. Yes. It's cool because so many times I'm in Harriman, I have no signal whatsoever on my yep. cell phone. And, uh, you know, the blue line will tell me if I'm going farther away from or closer to the trail. So it's all good. That's that's right. I do the same thing all the time. <laughs> Thank you, Don, so much for your time. And we look forward to the next update in a few weeks. All right. Thanks a lot. Talk to you soon. Okay. Hello, everybody. <laughs> we are live here with Vanessa Klein and Michael Wilson. Sorry for the little bit of delay. As you can see, Vanessa is has an incredible backdrop. She is in uh, New Hampshire right now in the White Mountains. So she had a little tech 
issue getting logged on. Michael has a little bit of fake news behind him. It's a little bit of a virtual background. <laughs> so thank you so much for joining us for episode number six of our Run Venture Zoom series for Sasquad Trail Running. So before we launch into our sit-down chat with Vanessa and Michael, I'm going to give you a little bit of background on Sasquad in case you're not familiar with who we are and what we do. So we put on trail parties around New Jersey. That's right, we call them trail parties. They're trail races all around the state of New Jersey. Fortunately, right now, they're on a little bit of a pause because of the pandemic, but we still have a lot of really fun, exciting events going on. And I'm going to give you a rundown of what's happening in Squatchland right now. So tonight, obviously, we've got Vanessa and Michael. They're going to be chatting with us about their Volstate 500K run venture after the recording is done if you missed it you can tune in on facebook it'll be up there and we will also upload it to our brand new sasquad trail runners podcast we're so excited to share that with you that is now live on whatever platform you're using to stream your podcast and uh we have a lot of exciting guests that are lined up to come on over the next few months so you don't want to miss that subscribe and you'll get the little push notification that we've got new episodes on there. So August 24th, Monday, is the cutoff for our Blue Mountain Ultra Squatch event that's happening right now. So between now and the 24th, you can get out to Stoke State Forest in Branchville, New Jersey, and you can sign up to run or hike seven miles, 17 miles, or 34 miles. That's at Stoke State Forest, and you can register for that on ultrasignup.com. And then on August 24th, so excited to share that the 2020 Squatch Hunt will begin. So if you've been around Sasquatch Trail Running the last year, you can remember back to last summer, we had our first Squatch Hunt. And it's basically this crazy combination of a scavenger hunt, flat Stanley, and trail running and hiking. You can find out more information on that on our Facebook group, which is Sasquatch Trail Runners on Facebook. And our last announcement is two weeks from now for our next Run Venture Zoom series episode. We've invited ultra runner and cyclist Rebecca Lewandowski to come on and chat with us. So Rebecca, if you've been around, you might remember that she won the highly coveted saltiest runner award at our Squatchung Surprise Race in 2018. And I was just chatting with her on the phone the other day and I told her that I can confidently say there has not been a runner since that race that has been as salty as she was. <laughs> she is forever known as the saltiest runner in our Sasquad community. But we're, we're excited to talk all things trail running, mountain biking, and also to hear her insight on what's going on in our crazy world right now. She is on the front lines of the COVID-19 pandemic. She's a biologist for the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. So we're super excited to sit down and chat with her. That's in two weeks on August 26th. Okay, so that wraps it up for our Squatchy announcements. Now to jump in and welcome our two guests for tonight, Vanessa Klein and Michael Wilson. Thank you guys both for coming. Thanks for having us. Totally, totally. I'm going to give you guys a short intro and then we're just going to launch into this full steam ahead. So these two just completed the Vol State 500K. So if you need a little math conversion, that's about 314 miles that they completed traveling from Missouri to Kentucky. 
Now, if you're like me, that's kind of just even hard to wrap your mind around. So I told them I have a million questions that I want to ask, but I'm going to, I'll pace myself as we go along so we can leave some time at the end for question answers for you guys in the Facebook chat. But um, I first met Vanessa a couple years ago and I was thinking we met, I'm pretty sure it was on the Lenape Trail, I think is when yeah. we first yeah. met. Yeah, yeah, we were both doing that fat ass event. Michael, were you there as well? I don't know if we- I was. was. I was there. Ahead of us though. Yeah, you were probably, I was in the back of the, you know, the back of the train. <laughs> so <laughs> that's how I first met Vanessa and we've stayed in touch over the last couple of years because she is not only an amazing runner, but she's also a race director. And so we're in that really cool community for New Jersey. She is the RD for the Batona Trail Series down in South Jersey, as well as the owner for Beast Pacing. And you can find all of her information on social media. We can link that in the video wrap up after, after this. And for Michael Wilson, Obviously, he's also an ultra runner as well. Uh, he works full-time for Petco here in New Jersey, and he is also an endurance coach for local athletes. So if you're interested in learning more about his coaching services, Michael said before that you can reach out to him directly on social media and he can connect you with his website. So I am going to read the intro paragraph to the Volstate 500K just to set the stage, and then we'll, we'll, we're going to launch into this. Okay, so this is from Ultra Sign Up. It is the first paragraph. It goes like this. The Volstate is not just another ultra marathon. It's more than that. The Volstate is a journey, an adventure, and an exploration of inner space. It begins with a ferry ride across the Mississippi River from Missouri to Kentucky and finishes at, quote, the Rock, high atop Sand Mountain in Northeast Georgia. What lies in between are 314 miles of the great unknown. From the time the Volstaters step off the ferry until they reach the rock, they are totally reliant on their own physical and mental resources. For the next four to 10 days, in the face of heat and humidity of, in July in Tennessee, the Volstaters must make their way on foot along highways, back roads from one small town to the next, over hills and across rivers, up mountains, down long valleys, all the while accounting for the most basic needs. What will I eat? When will I find water? And when will I sleep? So that, that just totally sets the stage for our evening ahead. You guys, first of all, thank you again for coming on. Tell us a little bit about who you are as runners, why the heck you wanted to sign up, for this race. So fill us in. Michael, you go. go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> um, so why did we want to sign up for this race? <laughs> well, um, I don't know. Um, I feel like for any race I sign up for, it's kind of like, you know, just seeing how far we can push our limits and, and um, sometimes like the worst it sounds like the better I'm like, yeah, yeah, let's let, like, let me sign up for that. <laughs> uh -huh. so, um, and you know, it helps when you have crazy friends that like sign up and, and do things with you. Um, Michael was actually signed up first. I ended up on the wait list and I got in uh, about a week before the race. So um, I was <laughs> basically begging last to let me in. I said, please take, take my, my money. money. <laughs> <laughs> So um, I don't know if you need more background than that, but I, I guess um, the crazier the idea or the more 
extreme or intense, um, I feel like it, it, it draws me, like me personally to it. Um, and, you know, just wondering if like, I can actually like complete something like that. Yeah. Uh, because, you know, even like some people say, oh, well now, uh, like maybe a hundred miles will feel like a, a drop in the bucket, but it doesn't, you know, like it's all relative and everything is hard. Like even running like, you know, uh, for me, uh, like a 5k race, those are hard. I, I don't like that red line feeling. And, um, but I guess just pushing your limits and, and, you know, and seeing, seeing what you can do. Yeah. Yeah. Michael, what drew you to the 500k? What, what called to you? <laughs> this race? Uh, was, uh, I guess more so the adventure part of the race. I really do enjoy just being out there and honestly going further and pushing myself further is, is, definitely one of the reasons I get back out there and do it um but I really just like the way it sounded they're talking about going through towns and mountains I'm like yeah you know this all sounds this sounds great I mean it's on road it can't be like as hard as a trail I was like I didn't read much about the race except for like I knew it was this big multi-day adventure <laughs> and I was like I I don't even want to read about it because I just want to have my own like trip I just want to go out there and see what I can do um I really do like the uh the camaraderie that i thought would happen and it did it did almost instantly um once we got there um i feel like you know um we had kind of met some people on the facebook group but nothing really gelled until we got there and then it was like okay we're setting sail for this epic thing and it wasn't until i i think after that i realized like what it was about the race and yeah. it was for all the reasons why i was there so I just feel like, um, for me, the whole adventure aspect is kind of what I'm about anyway. So it just seemed to be perfect yeah. and, uh, it worked out. So, um, but I just love, I love that adventure part of the run. So awesome. it's not always about who can go faster. It's, you know, we all have our own limits, but this definitely had, um, some trying times that we'll talk about. Yeah. I can't wait. I cannot wait to get into that before we do. I, I'm curious, did you guys, when you both found out that you were in, did you talk about like, we want to stay together or you were just friends, you're both doing it and you're going to see what happened? Well, um, so we, we did kind of discuss that, like it would probably be, be maybe a little lonely if we were by ourselves. Uh -huh. um, and we know like we go on a lot of adventure runs together anyways, and, and we always have a good time. Um, so we kind of, um, I guess like we kind of decided just like actually like on the bus ride, we solidified like, okay, we're probably going to stick together. You know, now if something were to happen, like where we were like going to miss the cutoff or like be behind, then we probably would have split up. But as long as both of us were moving forward and being able to make progress, get eaten by bugs here, um, <laughs> then, then we were going to probably stay together. Um, and we de certainly had like each of us had our high and low moments. Um, but I think it really, like, it was, it was good to have each other because it was fun to laugh at how dumb we were being. And, um, I guess, I mean, we talked a lot about how we were never going to do it again. <laughs> well, I just heard before this started and we went live that you both signed up for it again next year. Yes. So we both actually signed up for HOTS, which is another race that Laz does, um, we both got into that one. Michael got into Vol State. I ended up on the wait list. It sounds like Laz is only going to let us have, he said, 
let us have one ice cream cone. One ice cream cone. <laughs> I'm like, can we please have two ice cream cones? <laughs> you guys are like kids at the ice cream truck. Yes. The board cones. Like, I'm sorry. Can we have two? Yeah. So, okay. So Michael just shared that he didn't really do a lot of research and plan, but Vanessa, did you, did you plan for this? Or no. it like it was very last minute. You just, how, how far in advance did you find out? One week. One, one week. week. Yes. What did that week look like? Um, it looked like a lot of scrambling for me with work and everything. I mean, I was like nonstop, like morning to night working, trying to get everything settled. Um, since I knew I was going to be gone at least two, I figured about two weeks, you know, from like travel time and all that. Uh -huh. um, so I was pretty much scrambling, like getting my kids stuff ready, um, you know, preparing my family, like to be, to be, uh, you know, John, like getting everything ready for John to like have the kids and then work stuff. Um, so it was a lot of scrambling and ordering a lot of stuff on Amazon. Like, do I need this? Do I need that? Um, and uh, kind of like going back and forth with Michael too. Like, wh what did you pack? What'd you put in your bag? Yeah. Everything. Everything was in my pack. <laughs> this bag was so big. <laughs> well, that's definitely one of my top questions. If you can remember, I'm curious. What in the world did you put in your pack? How big was the pack? How heavy was the pack? What did, what did that look like for both of you guys? Um, you go first. <laughs> everything was in the pack. I want to say um, there were a lot of things that I just thought, well, what if this goes wrong? What if that goes wrong? And honestly, none of it really mattered. So I'm pretty much thinking um, the pack was a 24 uh, liter bath pack by Nathan and um, Definitely was probably around anywhere from twelve to seventeen pounds. Wow. It was it was it was pretty it was pretty pretty uh, intense. Uh, by day three, uh, there was a pool noodle on the side of the road that I decided to MacGyver and um, no way. Vanessa, Vanessa actually saw it first and was like, "He's gonna pick that up and do something with it." And <laughs> I totally was behind her and I grabbed it. We got to our hotel room and uh, I slit a hole like a. Uh, a slice down the center so I could use them as arm pads around like the um, the shoulders of my pack and wow. it took all the pressure off my shoulders it felt great um, so this uh, fast pack was a lot faster once it wasn't like pulling my shoulders and yeah. bruising them so um, but uh, I had like blister kits I had like multiple flashlights I had multiple chargers like so much of like everything and we started playing like what was the game we played to start off Vanessa? take it or leave it the night before <laughs> take it or leave it it was a it was a game of take it or leave it i had to leave a lot of stuff but the, the truth of the matter was i could have left uh probably like half the stuff i did bring so really um, so you it sounds like you overpacked then i did i did oh. i didn't know what was going to be out there and um, i was kind of worried about it Knowing what I know now, I you can get everything out there. Like okay. it wasn't like we were in the middle of the desert. So yeah. <laughs> um, it Dollar was, General, uh, your friend. <laughs> yeah. So uh, you know, I definitely pack a lot lighter. I think uh, for us, um, some of the stuff came in handy, but it we could stop and buy it for sure. Yeah. Okay. How about you, Vanessa? Did you have well, kind of a pack for you carrying? Yeah, I wore a Solomon um, S-Lab 8, um, 
So mine was a little bit smaller, but I packed that thing full. It looked like a turtle, like, cause it was so, <laughs> it was like so far from my back. Um, it was ridiculous looking. And um, I didn't have time to like get another pack. Otherwise I probably would have went with the, the 12 liter Solomon. Okay. Um, so, and the same thing, like I had um, an extra pair of um, shorts and an extra tank top and an extra sports bra. And I think by day two or three, I threw that stuff out. Like I just left them in a hotel. I remember the lady like coming after me with like my sports bra, like at, that was cleaning our room. We were leaving and we were getting ready to cross the street. She's like, do you need this? I'm like, no, I don't want it. Like, you know, just, we, we got rid of things. Um, I mean, we kept, a, we kept most stuff, but for me, I had like too much clothing and, um, the part of it was like, well, what if I get wet or I need to change? Like, what am I going to like, what am I going to change into? And, uh, like, or if we showered at a hotel and I just decided, I told Michael, I said, listen, I I'm just going to have to be wrapped up in a towel and I will take my towel to the bed with me to my bed with me and get in there. And I just have to put the towel on when I get out of bed because I'm like, I can't carry all this stuff. Yeah, so, yeah. um, that's, that's how that that's hilarious. How, how about, um, footwear? What'd you guys, what kind of shoes do you guys wear? Uh, I was wearing the new Clifton edge. Uh, I had six miles on them before the race started and uh, I have before and after pictures. They melted on the cement. No um, way. We were worried that they weren't going to make it. I did. Uh, yeah. They did make it. Um, I did buy Dr. Scholl's Jellins. I was thinking that I might have to tape those to the shoe to like hold it together at one point because oh I didn't know goodness. if they were going to make it, but they did. And I did not have to do any of that. But um, did those they were make any difference. Uh, I actually, for me, they did actually day three, yeah. I think day three or four, we got the inserts and I yeah. went sockless from that point. So three days without sock, I, my feet, honestly, I only had one blister the whole time. So I what? guess the shoes were good. They were a good fit. They were just, um, very soft on the bottom. So they, they did melt quite a bit in the first couple of days. How would you, yeah. Vanessa, what would you wear? So I, um, uh, I don't run the road, um, so I really, I only have a pair of, like, Clifton's that I normally wear on the road, and I, they're not my favorite, so I was like, well, I'm going to wear the Challengers, which is, yeah, it's more of a trail shoe, but it's kind of a hybrid, um, so I wore those, and the bottom of my shoes fared a little bit better than Michael's, but um, I think, so the, the, um, the Challenger has a little more rubber, and the, the shoe that he had on the Clifton edge has a little more foam on the bottom. Okay. And we, we kind of figured that. So at a certain point I kept telling him, dude, my toes are freaking baking. In these <laughs> shoes. Like, they, like they're on fire. I was like, I told him, I'm like losing my mind over this. We got off the side of the road, put holes in my shoes, like slits to like hopefully relieve it. It helped a little bit, but not much. And we kind of figured that, um, maybe the more, the more rubber that I had on my shoe was conducting the heat better into my, into the inside of my shoe. Um, okay. so that was difficult. And I fared a little, uh, I fared, I fared less well than Michael did in the blister department. I had a few, uh, blisters here and there. Um, one particularly in the ball of like my foot. I, I think that was from a lot of walking. Okay. Um, but yeah, I think I'd go with a, a even though his shoe seemed to like disintegrate worse, like on the bottom. I don't, I don't know if that would like, we, we haven't, 
we, we kind of yeah. both have, I mean uh, I was never uncomfortable I I do think like we both wear um the challenger for trails and I was wearing them yesterday on more of a road setting I definitely felt more heat in those shoes in the toe section so yeah my pinkies weren't baking though, but yeah, they were definitely toasty. Yeah. Well, it sounds like you both might find out, um, have another chance to test some new shoes next year. <laughs> with 2021 uh, Bull State. So, okay, you just said that your shoes were melting. How hot was it when you were out there? Like, what were the highs? What were the lows for the temperature? What was the weather like? I want to say, um, that uh, Jan is a she's a gal that has run the race. I can't remember what year, but she drives what they call the meat wagon. The meat wagon is like a van for people that are going to drop, and she comes and picks you up, and then she drives you backwards along the course, apparently past so you everybody. Can say goodbye to everybody. Yes, <laughs> we're, like, we're not getting in that. We're thing. not getting in there. So Jan had posted, I think, one day that the heat index was like 117 or something. Was that right, Michael? I, I can't, yep, that's it. I can't remember. Yeah. You know, it's a little bit blurry. That is um, but then the but road. Like the, the concrete, like the concrete. So if the, if the heat index was like 117, the concrete was like around like 130, 140. I was looking up, uh, I was looking up how that works because, you know, I have checked that for my dogs in the past and. The concrete gets like 20 or 30 degrees hotter than your heat index. So the, yeah, the pavement gets really hot. Yeah. We, we were seeing like wavy lines like ahead of us sometimes <laughs> when we were running, like legit. And uh, we saw a couple <laughs> mirages actually. Like surprising. I've never seen a mirage like outside of California, but. Yeah, let's let's get into the nitty gritty of, of, of the, the terrain. Tell us about what was it like for 314 miles? The race description sounds like it's scenic and you're going to go through different, <laughs> different uh, you know, whatever. But is it, was it just one road? I mean, Michael, you said before, sometimes you were on a road for like 30 miles before you turned. <laughs> maybe, maybe even more. Even more. So, That's um, very true. Yeah, some of it was like big, like four-lane highways. Um, and those were actually kind of nice because the shoulder was wide um and then some of them were like backcountry like backcountry farm roads with like no i mean this much room between the white line and, a and the dirt yeah. yeah like i mean no room at all um and usually that was always where i wanted to take a nap i'd be like begging michael please let me take a nap he's like there's nowhere to take a nap vanessa <laughs> Uh, yeah you had a death oh. wish so, yeah so going into it did you guys have kind of a plan of you wanted to be out on the road cover a certain amount of miles and then sleep or was it kind of you were um just like winging it or what what was the plan and then did you think like you were going to set up lodging or just sleep on the side of the road what what was your strategy for the event <laughs> definitely had a plan you want to talk about it michael or uh, well, I mean, it started, we wanted to get on a night schedule. That was the first, the first thing. Cause we knew like after the first day, I think the first day we covered like, like 66, 67 miles, um, you know, from, from the ferry, uh, through the night. And then before we got our first hotel, um, we did, we did try to seek out, um, hotel the first night. Um, we were just nasty. It was hot as anything the first day. And we were actually running most of that 
So we got a good portion done the first day. And I think uh, we really just wanted to get on a night schedule. Um, so that way we could be set up to move a little bit faster through the night where we weren't dying of the humidity. And yeah. 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 And once, once, so what we want to do is like flip the schedule. Um, everybody has to run through the heat of the day, the first day, like you, you absolutely, I mean, you're going to run through heat no matter what, at some point, like, um, every day, but, uh, through the first day, you're going to run through the entire heat of the day. Almost, like almost everyone does. There was a few people that started, stopped about 20 miles in to rest for a couple hours, but then they had to, uh, you know, continue on because you've got to do at least the 31 miles every single day. So once we went through the night on the first day, um, then we like tried to sleep during like the heat of the day. And then we did, we took advantage of every second of darkness that we could. Um, yeah. we, we were moving all the time at, at night. Um, and we, and certainly we, we ran like during the day as well, but we, we absolutely did not, uh, waste any dark hours sitting. No, <laughs> no. Except when Ben no. saw us at 7-Eleven or something like not that. Like, I was going to say, not unless we were at a gas station drinking a beer, putting our feet yeah. on ice. Yeah, yeah let's, let's, not, let's jump into nutrition and hydration. What, oh. what in the world did that look like? Was there, I, I definitely want to hear like, what was the most bizarre thing that you ate? Because I'm sure something weird went down over those oh. days. <laughs> So nutrition is a pretty loose word at Vol State. Um, okay. There's not really anything nutritious that you're eating. So the, the issue is, is that to get into like a grocery store, you got to go all the way across like a parking lot. Whereas you could get into a Dollar General or a convenience store much faster, much quicker, and nobody wants to be doing extra steps. Right. So, um, I would say that we found that these little, um, like tuna and cracker kits worked really <laughs> well for us. Yeah. Yep. They were awesome. Um, we had a lot of energy drinks. We had, I had a lot of Gatorade. We had beer. Um, the weirdest thing is probably I had like some gas station meatloaf and it was like, <laughs> oh man, <laughs> the best thing I ate out there. It was so good too. I remember like. Yeah. I've never eaten it, and I'm like, I can't, I can't even believe this is my life right now. <laughs> what you said it was the best thing that you had? Yes, it was so good at that time. Like I'm sure now I'd probably be like, wait, can we describe no, like, the setting? Can we no describe way. the setting of this gas station yes. meatloaf? Yes. We go in, and they're about ready to close, and it's like sunset. We're in this town. Um, it was like. We were going from Shelbyville to Wartrace, and uh, we were told not to stop in Shelbyville because it was like this, I guess, somewhat ghetto-esque town um, that you really shouldn't want to hang out there. Okay. But we're there, and we're on the sidewalk in front of this gas station. We've got our meatloaf, and I had like a chicken thigh. I mean, we got like all this weird food there because we heard that their fried, the like fried station was great. So they had this big window of all different fried foods. And we're sitting there and like there's flies like attached to us like fly like we were like we were like so gnarly from like going through the day yeah and we were like we don't even freaking care people are walking up like looking at us and we're like eating meatloaf on the curb <laughs> like right in front of the door there's flies all over us we're like we don't even care like my foot's bleeding we yeah, had like our blisters out like it was just it was a great meal i have to say 
Man, you do you don't have a picture of that, do you? That that sounds like something that should go on the ultra running memes Instagram uh, page. <laughs> I don't I don't have a picture of that one exactly. <laughs> wow. Okay, there. so Meatloaf was the highlight. Yeah, there was many moments like that though. I mean there were times like you kind of just are like, you're dirty. You are dirty <laughs> and, and things that you just stop caring about and you realize it's not that big of a deal. Like we had our, so I have to take certain medicines for like low iron um, and uh, like a, an antacid for my stomach. Uh -huh. uh, and I take a vitamin D. That's just like a daily thing for me. And like, we just had the, like the medicine like out on the, on the curb, like just sitting there, like taking one at a time. Like, I mean, I, I don't know. It's weird. You just, you get really gross and you, I don't know, things that normally you just wouldn't do, you do. Did it, get, a, did it get to the point where you smelled so bad you couldn't smell yourself? Like, did you cross that line? I, I don't think we ever got that bad because uh, we did stop, I would say, like, about every other day at least into a hotel. Um, so it wasn't too bad. But I do have a, a really nasty ice bucket story. Oh, <laughs> uh, are you going to share it? Because sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah I'll, I'll share it. So um, do you... Michael, do you remember where we were headed into? I think it was the last time we stayed in a hotel. So it was before our it was last- Manchester. Yeah, Manchester, it Manchester, okay. It was before our last hard push. We get into this hotel room. We, um, in it, I think we got there at like three, uh, Michael- um, I was mean to her he, the whole way until we got there. That oh, was, that was the night we, we had a divorce. This is after our okay, breakup. Oh, I wanna hear yeah. about that as well. We're gonna chat we'll about um, that later. <laughs> Yeah, well, I, I just was really tired from um, from not sleeping. Like, I was supposed to be sleeping during the day, the like the day like before we did another hard push, and I just was like having a hard time shutting down, and um, and I was kind of like tossing and turning. So I was like on Facebook, and John even like sent me a message. He's like, "Get off Facebook and go to sleep." And I'm like, yeah. "I can't." I just was having a hard time like turning off. So. When we were going into um, Manchester, I was just exhausted. I mean, I was like so exhausted and I was cranky. I was bitchy. And I, <laughs> and I was like, you know, hey, you won't let me sleep. And he's like, there's nowhere to sleep. This is another one of those places where the, the white line is like this. Anyhow, so, he, so we were like, let's just go at our own pace. Let's like separate a little bit and like have some like downtime. Um, so Michael, um, he was ahead of me. He got into our hotel. When I got there, I filled up the ice bucket or no, I, I went to go fill up the ice bucket. Normally I took the trash bag out and just went to the ice machine and just filled the trash can with ice and we would put our feet in it. Right. Um, so this time, uh, I pulled the, the trash bag out and there was throw up in the bottom of the trash can. No. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. oh. I'm like, I don't have time to wash this out. So let me put the bag back in and I'll put the ice inside the bag. So I, I put the bag over and I put the ice inside the bag. I, I, I brought it over to Michael. I said, here, you go first. Well, he put his feet in and as he put his feet in, like, I think the bag must have fallen in. So like the throw up is mixed with the ice. And, oh, I, and, and I, you know, like I didn't tell him, hey, there's puke in there. I didn't even realize at the time what was going on. And then I put, I put my feet in and I iced my feet. And then the next morning, um, or after a couple hours of sleep, I was like, let me, um, let me ice my feet again before we go. And then I like put my feet in and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm like, it has throw up in it. It has puke in it. <laughs> like, 
you know what? I was like, my feet have already been in there. His feet have already been in there. And like, it is what it is. My goodness. That's one of the grossest trail stories I've ever heard. (laughs) Oh my goodness. So, all right. Obviously you guys are still friends because you're on this call. You're friendly together. Talk about the, uh, let's call it interpersonal relationships that, that, the progression over the few days that you were out there. You just mentioned, I guess you guys had a divorce, but you got back together. So tell tell us about that. What happened? Well, it was basically just, I was like overly tired and wanting to sleep. And he was like reminding me, there's really nowhere safe to sleep. He's like, we have to keep moving. I mean, there, there wasn't, we were on a road um, that had some, um, like wild dogs, like stray dogs that were aggressive. Um, and there was no shoulder. He's like, you, you can't sleep. And I was just so exhausted. I was like, he's being so mean. <laughs> yep. He's like, he's being very dramatic. Um, and he was like, whatever, you know, we've got to keep going. Um, and then finally we got to this place where I kept saying, I need to sleep there. And he's like, do you want to go to sleep? I'm like, no, let's, let's just keep going. <laughs> like, I was just overly tired is, is what it came down to. And I was having like a moment for sure. Right. So, so I, I think I'm more like verbal, like when I'm um, like in a bottom spot, I guess, like when I'm like tired or like in a low spot um, and he's different. Like when he is in a, a spot where he's low, he just is quiet. Um, so we're different in that aspect. Aspect. Um, yeah, the only time you'll ever catch me quiet. <laughs> the only time. It's true. <laughs> so what what happened in that moment? You 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 parted ways. It sounds like. Oh well, yeah, we just like we took a little space from each other, um, which worked out. And then you know after we um, then then we closed like the gap back up and we talked about it. And I'm like, I'm sorry, you know, I'm I'm sorry for like being cranky and you know. <laughs> Like, he's like, I know. He's like, now I know what Swanson has to deal with. Oh, <laughs> oh so did you guys, oh, hug, yeah. you guys <laughs> hug it out and, and went back? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we, we, yeah, yeah. There's we like, hugged it out. We cried it out. We, yeah. We, we sweated out. It was, yeah. I mean, yeah. So I it, mean, was, it was, it wasn't a long, happened. yeah, it, yeah, exactly. I mean, we were spending, you know, we spent every moment of seven days with each other. So, you know, I think we both knew at some point that might happen. I mean, um, but like ultimately, like we know that like our friendship is really strong. And so, um, you know, there was things that we were going to deal with and, and uh, you know, and, and we're not perfect people and both of us, you know, we, we know that about each other and we just got to move forward. Yeah, so. you know, there is one thing that we still really have to talk about is that um, <laughs> the whole... The whole uh, us passing the bar on the side of the road that night. Oh my God! Yes, I know. I'm so we're sorry. On, we're on this highway because and we will probably never pass that bar again. No. We're on this highway because there was a reroute on the course, um, and we're like plodding along, and it's like I don't know. It was late at night, and we saw this bar, and there was cars there, so it was open, and we're like. We've been walking forever and we were tired and I was like, we should probably just go get a drink and have some we fun. We were chafed. We were really chafed. That was we the first, awful. That was, was the, the first, first night. night. So we were yeah. like we were in bad shape. We were like raw and we were unhappy and I was like, you know, we should probably just do it. 
and then Vanessa in her in her very mom voice, very stern mom voice, is like, "No, we're not going. Let's keep going. We can't go to the bar. We'll get in trouble." And it was just like, <laughs> "Wow." I'm and like, then, all right, fine. We'll keep walking along. But then we we open our Facebook the next morning, and two of the other people that were running in our no. like, that were with us, they were there drinking, having a good time. I was like, ah! He's like, see, we should have stopped. I'm like, darn it. Yes, we should have. So then I promised any more bars we passed, we could stop. And of course, there was none. Like, oh, I don't know. On, what about your 500K, your five five meter dash or whatever you did with that guy in town oh yes yes yeah. <laughs> wow we'll so it sounds it sounds like you're not gonna live that story down Vanessa. no no <laughs> he's gonna michael's gonna hold that over your head yeah oh yeah um okay next question i am super curious to know what were people's reactions when they saw you like, <laughs> when you were stopped at these um, you know, Dollar Generals or <laughs> just walking along the side of the road. Did anyone ever pull over and say, like, are you okay? What, oh, yeah. What was happening out there? <laughs> so the, the question was always, like, are y'all doing that walking thing? Or like, yes, <laughs> yes, we're doing that walking thing. So a lot of people had, had heard, you know, about Ball State and, like, um, they kind of knew a little bit about what it was, um, but then there was people that had no idea. So if they knew... They would say, are y'all doing that walking thing? Uh -huh. um, because like, here we are looking homeless, you know, with like packs, we're nasty. <laughs> um, we're like on a random road out in who knows where. Um, so, and, and a lot of times too, people would just laugh and we'd be like, yeah, we, we, know. <laughs> we know. We know how dumb we are. Or it was like, hey, um, are you doing it for a charity? Like, no, right, we, no. we paid money to do this. And they'd be like, you what? Like, yeah, he paid money for this guy to send us out on this road and do this. So that was, they, they couldn't understand that. And it, and that may, I mean, I, I get why they couldn't understand it. It's very strange. Yeah, totally. I am going to pause here. Um, I've, I've got the, the Facebook chat open. I'm going to read one of the comments. This is from Maria Miller. And Maria says, Mike is the best. He knows how to handle female moments so well. LOL. <laughs> love, you, love you, weirdo. So. <laughs> Hi, Maria. I keep Hi, you Maria. posted on, How's on the going? chat. Uh, let's talk about, you know, it was obviously an emotional journey. What was the spectrum of emotions? Was it a, was it a steady, like, was it <laughs> up and down? constantly or were you riding a high for a while then going low what did that look like for you guys was it the same or different oh, wow. I, I would say for the most part we were pretty like positive like yeah you know we we both knew that we were going to make it to the end we had that we made that decision before we started and we just said if it means only the 31 miles every day then that's what it means um we definitely wanted to finish like before that but um yeah. i would say we were pretty positive um we had a couple low moments. Yeah, I just gotta say one thing. New Jersey's ten and zero. Nobody from New Jersey has failed at Ball State. So All right. It, could, it couldn't happen. Dirty it Jersey. Happen. Yes. Um, and then of course, like um, we we had a live video. Our last live video we did going across this blue bridge, <laughs> which that is kind of like significant. Sig signifies like the last part of the race. It's thirteen miles to the finish line. 
and we both cried. We like, cried. All right, though. Like, like little baby. Yeah. <laughs> we were like, oh my gosh, like this is like all of our other videos were like goofy and you know, <laughs> yeah. We were, we were, we, we like to have a good time, so we were pretty positive most of the way. There was like just a not very many low moments, like yeah. really. The one, the one that I that comes into mind is that going into Manchester, um. And there was like a time or two where we were just tired, but not like, not low, like not really yeah. like, oh, we can't, we never thought we couldn't do it. Um, so I would say we were, I mean, what you saw on the live videos was like pretty much the whole thing. We were just yeah, goofy. I mean, um, there were some stretches of road that were just boring, but yeah, most of the time I feel like we were, we kept ourselves pretty well entertained. <laughs> we had private concerts. Uh, of our fellow Vol Staters like got to hear those. Our friend Joseph, he probably never wants to hear us singing. <laughs> yeah, him and uh, what Chris Clemens and uh, Amy when Amy we were Foster, leaving. Yeah. Uh, yeah, when we were leaving the um, fire station that night, we were pretty. We were rocking it. Yeah, it's awesome. Well, I I personally loved tuning in when you guys were posting the updates. Uh, that was cool because it kind of gave us an inside look of what in the world was right. happening. Um, if you could pick one moment, each of you, like a favorite moment, and it's not cliche to say if it was the finish, but was there, can you nail down one moment that was like your favorite part of the entire experience? It's, I, don't, I don't, mine wouldn't be the finish. Mine yeah, mine not either. Okay. Definitely not the finish. Um, but I don't know, like there was so many, um, so many good moments. I, I, I don't know. What's yours, Michael? Do you have one? Uh, you know what? Like you said, it's really hard to pinpoint a single moment. I, I think, like, there were so many mini, like, mini micro moments when it was, like, we meet up with certain people or they yeah. would just be, like, we would, like, it was really nice to know that we entertained a lot of people out there and they were just, At like, they, yeah, like, they were just living off of our energy, which was, like, really important for me because I feel like that's what I always want to leave out there. I want somebody to be like, that idiot, or like, whatever. Yeah. Like, he is a complete, like, mess. Do you see what he was doing? Like, whatever. Um, so, I mean, I think, um, I don't know. I, I def The Blue Bridge was, like, a total moment for us, I think, that um, when Francesca came and visited us. Yeah, that like, was a high moment. Like, that, was that, moment. Was really, that was really great when, you know, the first finisher... And the fact that she was a female and she crushed it, um, just came deep. back across the like course and visited everybody, sat Love with it. us because that's awesome. Yeah, she liked she liked our videos and wanted to see our show and be personable <laughs> with us. And I had just crawled out of a freezer in front of the Dollar General drinking a beer. So um, <laughs> I remember you know. that picture. Everybody goes about the race a different way, which is awesome. Yeah, yeah. I also enjoyed um, whenever Jan came to, whenever Jan yeah. drove off the meat wagon, we loved seeing her. We're like, we wonder if we're going to see her today. I know. And I, we missed her a lot, um, but like almost almost every single time that she saw us, we were in we were a convenience store, sitting on our butts, drinking a beer in front of a convenience store. I mean, <laughs> I guess the theme of the, like, we did drink a lot of beer, but that's not the only thing we did. Right. Um, but she, every time she, like, nearly every time she saw us, except the last time, we were like, oh, my gosh, she's getting a video of us actually moving. This is amazing. <laughs> right? That was so great. 
That's so funny that it's called the meat truck. Yeah. <laughs> meat wagon. Meat wagon. Meat wagon. Excuse me. Excuse me. So you guys just said it was super emotional crossing the finish line. Talk, talk to us about that. What was going through your mind? Was it surreal? Were you relieved? What were the emotions you were feeling when you finished? So, I actually feel like it was more emotional crossing the blue bridge. Yeah. The finish line um, for me, um, what it was, it was more just about like, okay, we made it. Now, can we please sit down? I, I <laughs> you can't imagine how bad you want to take off your shoes. Like, yeah. the worst part is how bad the bottom of your feet hurt. You're like, oh, 31 miles a day, like. Or, you know, I mean, we, I think we averaged about 44 or 45. I can't remember exactly. Yeah. Um, but that day after day takes a major toll on the bottom of your feet. It felt like someone took a hammer. So for me, it was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe we're actually here. And we get to take our shoes off and we don't have to put them back on. Yeah. Or the pack. Yes, the, the pack. Freaking... Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was so happy not to carry a pack. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so I, I feel like the emotional part actually came before the finish line. Just because yeah. we knew, like, we were right there, you know? Even though re right there was... Oh, that climb was many awful. Hours, that many climb hours. was awful. Yes. yes, it was. There's a huge climb at the end. I ran out of water. We did the climb during the heat of the day, which uh, Carl, who's the guy that was at the finish line, he says most people don't do that. They just okay. decide to wait out. Um, and we decided well, we, we just needed to be done. Right. No, we weren't bright. No. <laughs> no, no. I we took tried. a. I, I finally at the top found a guy like sitting in his garage. I'm like, can I please, <laughs> please use your hose? And I just sat there like in his grass and just sprayed myself. And I'm sure he was like, you are so weird. But. <laughs> All right. I got a question. We're going to, if you, if you want to go a little deep here in the, yes. in the question. So. Yeah. Did, did the race change you as a person? And if it did, what, what was that transformation? If you could put it into words. You want to go first, Michael, or me? Uh, you can go first. So I wouldn't say that it, it necessarily changed me, um, but I it realized that um, there's a lot that you can do without. Like there's, um, gosh, like I would like to say I'm um, – <laughs> but, um, like I don't know like I've always been when I go to a hotel or I stay somewhere I'm like I'm very particular about bringing my own shampoo and using that shampoo because it makes my hair feel nice and I realized I can use hotel shampoo I can use that hotel <laughs> crappy bar of soap and I'm gonna be just fine you know um it, I, I think, think they call just, that high maintenance yes I think it just makes you realize that like there's a lot of things that you don't need that aren't important um, and, um, I, I think it, you just appreciate like simple things, um, like air conditioning and like, just, I mean, I don't know. It's, this kind of sounds like you, like you, we talked about before cliche, but, um, I just, I think it just makes you appreciate, uh, you know, what you have and, and, uh, you just realize that there's a lot of stuff that you have that you don't need. Yeah. Um. Uh, you can be, you can simplify things and maybe might make life a little easier because gosh, when you got to go back and do all your regular stuff, it's like, wow, I got to answer emails and <laughs> it, was, it was fun not having any responsibilities and just thinking about moving every day, honestly. How about you, Michael? What, what would you say? Uh, I just, I feel like, um, 
it was it was a lot like how I kind of envisioned it, but also um, the whole part about not needing things was just monumental because you know really all you need to do is believe in yourself and just be out there and enjoy the moment, make the most of it. Um, all the things we have don't really kind of mean anything, but I feel like for me, um, the whole adventure aspect just, you know, day to day was great. Um, it was kind of weird though. We did talk about, you know, how it was great. Like we don't have to do our job and blah, blah, blah. But like, you know, day four into this race, you realize like moving is your freaking job because your feet hurt. And my feet felt like hamburger meat. And, uh, just doing that repetitive motion moment after moment um, was a job at one point. And um, it was something that I'm just thankful to have the journey and enjoy it with a friend. Um, I think it definitely can make or break a friendship. I think it definitely strengthened ours. We had, we had our low moments and high moments, but um, you know, we were both very, very cordial to each other. Um, making sure we both got through it and supported each other in those moments. So I think that was really cool. But, um, you know, I really just think that everybody needs to kind of leave their comfort zone sometimes. And this race definitely will have you do that. And um, you'll realize that things like trucks whizzing by on a highway can be something you can look forward to when you get the breeze. Um, so uh, like just little things like that. We were like, Oh my God, a truck's coming. Yes. Yeah, so let's stand by the edge of the road and, wait for its breeze to hit us because it was so dang hot so wow. um you know just just the little thing that's awesome all right last last question for me before we open it up to q a from the facebook chat what was it like you kind of alluded to it before but transitioning when that race ended and then because it was that's an intense experience for seven days so what was it like going back to you know real normal life how oh. was that for each of you it's been hard. <laughs> right? It's still hard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is. It's just like, you know, you have responsibilities that you have to take care of and, you know, you've got to do those things. Um, you know, again, for like those seven days, all our responsibility was like, okay, we got to get to food. We got to get to shelter and you just got to move, um, which sometimes was hard, but um, all of the other little things that like encompass and like, take over your time, like work and um, um, social media. Like we really weren't, I mean, we did like Facebook lives, but we didn't do too much like messing around on social media. Um, I don't know. All of that like takes up so much of your time, you know? Um, but also like just, just getting back to normal stuff. I think it's been hard. It's been really hard for me. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't know how to explain it, but um uh, yeah i don't know is your mind like drifting i feel like i don't know it's really hard to keep my attention on anything which is normal yeah. for me but i feel like all right like this is as exciting as that was kind of thing <laughs> it was right just, it was it's really nice not to really worry about things and um just be yeah. out there and enjoy the moment of the day um, even if it is a weird flat farm road with the worst cambered roads um, that will destroy your feet. Um, I think being out there is just, um, it's nice and freeing to be out just wandering yeah. around and not have anything but, you know, so that's 20 miles away. 
what can we do to keep ourselves entertained until we find that Dollar General? <laughs> that is awesome, guys. Well, I, I know we could probably sit here all night and chat, but I do want to leave some time for folks in the group who are on the Facebook chat to sure. ask questions. And I, we've got a couple already. So let me scroll back up because I saw one from... <laughs> I, yeah, I got plenty of time, so John's right. out looking for his moose. Right. Oh, he went to look for the moose? <laughs> yeah, he went to look for a moose while I'm on this call. That's great. That's great. Oh, by the way, we're in we're in Maine. So we oh, were in New Hampshire yesterday. We're in Maine. And um, you can't see now, but behind me is uh, Moosehead Lake, which is pretty nice. awesome. So. Oh, I was thinking you were still in were – were you in New Hampshire today, or was that yesterday? Yesterday, yesterday, yeah. Okay, you're making your way up the coast. I, yes. I saw that. Yeah, I saw that in your post. Yeah. <laughs> Moving. That is awesome. Oh. All right, our first question comes from Kaylin Hopkins. Kaylin was a guest in our Run Venture Zoom series a couple weeks ago. <laughs> uh, she chatted about her run venture doing the rim to rim to rim, the Grand Canyon. So Kaylin asks – well, she says – Hi, you two. Questions. Would you approach the race differently next time? Uh, oh, sorry, I stole your question. She said, did the race change you in any way? So we already, we already covered that. But her question is, would you approach it differently next time that you do it? Um, so for me, not really. Like, we had a, a great time. And um, I think you have to enjoy yourself. Otherwise, it, like, it won't be fun. And I mean, there, it was definitely hard. And we kept telling ourselves never again, never again, never again. But like, in hindsight, we look back on it, it was like, that was a damn good adventure. Um, so I don't think I'd approach it differently. I would just uh, a different shoe choice um, and a different <laughs> like pack choice and, and not taking as much uh, at first. Um, but otherwise, like, I think I would just have to uh, plan on having a good time again. Yeah. Awesome. How about you, Michael? Sounds like you uh, a, a loader, a lighter load for your pack. Right? Yeah, definitely minimize the load. Um, and yeah, I think I'd do it the same way. I don't, I don't think there's much I'd change. Maybe try to sleep outside a little more often. Yeah. But I, there was like one or two spots I felt like were good. Um, I just there's so many like variables that come up because you know on the trail you can pass out and you don't really have to worry about car zooming by or people pulling into their like their their driveway and stuff like that so um it's a little trickier when you're out there so. yeah we saw people like sleeping like in driveways like wow which yeah, um, like, I mean, they were like usually off to the side and it was typically like on a like road where there was like big um like farm properties with like some nice entrance um like like with a gate yeah. um but I think, um, especially us being like new at it, we were like, we, we knew we wanted to make sure we got good sleep when we could get sleep. Right. Um, that was going to be important to us. So, but I think I'd, I'd probably try sleeping outside a little more too. Awesome. Okay. Next question is from Herman Gray. And the question is, why are you guys going back? I recall. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> <My> Gilbert. <laughs> So um, he actually, he ran the race with us and I, I don't recall which day we ran into him. Um, that was, uh, we're trying to sleep on was, some cots. Yeah, <laughs> that was probably like, um, why are we going day? back? <laughs> He's probably asking us that because we asked him at those cots, we're, we're like, have you done it before? He said, yes. We're like, why would you do it again? He's like, stupidity. So guess what? The answer is stupidity. Stupidity, yeah. Definitely. <laughs> well, there, there you have it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Okay, Kaylin asked another question. She says, Vanessa, what do your kids think of your adventure? You are setting such a high bar. Oh, wow. um, so, so they they do think it's pretty like amazing, but also um, they remind me we're not like you, mom, because sometimes I try to like say like, hey, let's go do this, or you know, let's. They're not as outdoorsy as I am, I guess I would say. Um, so I'm I'm not sure. Um, I think they they realize like that is an incredibly long way. And it's like, you know, they understand how far a hundred miles is. Um, and that it's like much more than that. Um, but I don't, I haven't like asked them too much about like what they think, you know? Um, I know, I know they're proud of me, but I don't know. I don't know what their deep thoughts are on it. So I just hope that I'm setting, uh, you know, I, I know the bar is high, but I, I just want them to understand that like, if they want to do hard things, they can, you know, because right. um, it certainly is not easy. But just, <laughs> I just hope that there are people that uh, work really hard, which I, I feel like I am. I'm a workhorse, and I, I want them to be the same way. Awesome, awesome. Um, okay, this is a statement I think worth reading from Darren. You have to change your underwear. Period. That's hard now. So I think that was in the response to how you were transitioning after. Wow. <laughs> I'm so confused. <laughs> um, <Just> what? <laughs> Darren, tell them to stop writing weird stuff. I'm pleading um, with them. I think that's a joke because, uh, I mean, why do we need underwear if we got short liners in our shorts? Another question. There you go. <laughs> All right. No more questions from Darren. All right, he's easy. He none for, none from Swanson either. I could see he's here and I could see. All right. <laughs> okay, we've got another question. This is from Chris Roach. I'm assuming that's how you pronounce his name. He says, I have entered the race for 2021. Never ran an ultra before. I have always heard from this race that feet are the main issue. What kind of socks do you recommend? <laughs> and do you recommend compression socks or sleeves? Oh, okay. No. I probably wouldn't wear no. um, either compression socks or sleeve no. just because you can swell a lot. Um, we we actually didn't have too much like swelling issues, and um, Jan actually confirmed that whenever she drove by, she's like, oh "My gosh, you guys are the only ones that don't have cankles." Um, and I don't no. we don't know why that was the case. Um, I wore Balega Ultralight socks, um, and I you know I don't know. I feel like socks are kind of like shoes. Like every, they're, they're specific to you. Like I can't tell yeah. someone like what the best shoe is. Um, and I feel the same way about a sock. So I think what I would say is, uh, since you're entered already into the race, a heck of a lot of road miles because the road is so much harder on the bottom of your feet than uh, the trail. And whatever you think you're going to wear, like wear it, don't wash it, and wear it again, don't wash yep. it, wear it again. maybe like see how it lasts because you're not going to wash it. Like you will rinse it out maybe, or like you'll get a rainstorm and it'll get washed that way, I guess, but <laughs> you don't wash things, or at least we didn't like, no, like we rinse things out, but I would say whatever you're doing, like practice it before the race. Same thing with the pack, put everything in there, load it up. Um, and like Michael said, most things you can get out there. If you think that you're going to get, you're not going to get a uh, tailwind or 
some special gels. You're not going to get yeah. your gel that you normally would out there. Anything like that is, you can't be that. Train specific. on real food. Train yes. Real, you know. And like crap food, like yeah, yeah. Gas station, chips, like meatloaf. Like I ate, I ate a like a turkey and cheese sandwich that was like in one of those refrigerator like you know yeah the two-month like, expiration <laughs> Woo you know yeah. that sandwich was good um we ate cheeseburgers from like fast food places like like hours later yeah <laughs> days later <laughs> <laughs> that, that could have been a mistake my stomach was a little funky after that but oh man <laughs> okay uh let's see philip vondra wants to know what was the best stuff you got from a road angel Oh, Phil ran the race too, and I think he was like he was in the front. He was, he was like first. He was first on crude. Okay, wait, hold on. I have to know. Was Phil the one that was sitting in front of us in the bus when our beers rolled forward? I don't know. <laughs> Can you post that question to him, Kim? Because I think because I, I saw his podcast, and I think he I think he is from uh, the guy that was sitting in front of us in the bus. But I just I'm curious. Anyways. Um, <laughs> Best thing we got from Road Angel Station, mine was the chicken salad sandwich from the Nut House. Oh my gosh, they're oh, yeah. this that famous was like uh, Road Angel Station, which is like a house that's along the course. <coughs> so I think everybody should know that like there's no aid stations. There are a few Road Angel stops if the people are awake. Um, I think that one, those people are mostly like they take shifts or something. Um, but there's, there's no like there's coolers, no yeah. Yeah, sometimes there's like, like coolers yeah. on the side of the road, especially at night. Like we traveled at night, so we didn't see them. You we know? didn't see some stuff. Yeah, we somebody was like, "Oh, you just passed one." I'm like, "Are you kidding me? We missed something." <laughs> um, so my favorite was the chicken salad sandwich from um, Mrs. Nut herself because she that oh my gosh, it was delicious. So good. Yeah. I've never seen one there. What was yours, Michael? Was that your favorite thing? Or your yeah, favorite that, thing? that yeah. was that hit the spot. Awesome. Well, Philip uh, replied and said that, yes, that was him. <laughs> that was him. Okay. Thought so. Thought so. Yes. Um, and he, our, he also just commented and said, yes, that was the same for me. The chicken salad sandwich was the best. Yes. Yeah, was. Awesome. Okay. Um, John Swanson, we know him. Oh, God. He, well, he's tuning, he's tuning in late, so you already answered this question, but he wanted to know what your favorite food stop along the way was. So I think... Oh. It was the meatloaf, yeah. right? You said the meatloaf. Yeah, yeah, the meat. Well, now that I think about it, it's like the meatloaf or the the chicken salad. The chicken salad sandwich was so good, but like outside of like someone personally making something, the meatloaf was good. But my favorite <laughs> by far was the chicken. Salad Maybe I've changed my answer. I guess. <laughs> awesome. Well, we're gonna wrap it up. I've got one more question for me. I want to know what is next. For you guys do you have your eye on an event are you i mean i know there's not a lot of races going on currently but do you have a maybe a another trip that you want that's on your bucket list i mean vanessa you're looks like you're executing some major bucket list items right now but what's, yeah. what's, what's up for both of you guys um so for me right now i'm just adventuring in uh new hampshire and maine like this week um my kids are like with their father for a couple weeks. And so I may um, attempt a, um, a run adventure from the top of Jersey to the bottom um, in a couple weeks, maybe like more towards the end of the month. 
Um, and maybe my partner in crime will join me if he has time off. I don't know. Or maybe my, uh, my real partner in crime might join me. <laughs> uh, Michael, I guess, is my number two partner in crime. Awesome. <laughs> so. Well, maybe we can all do it, so. Yeah. Um, I, don't, I don't know. Like, I, we, I don't have any solid dates or anything, but um, John previously, like, mapped out something uh, from High Point to Cape May. Um, and it's just under 200 miles. So I'm really considering that. I, I did order some shoes from our um, our local uh, running store, Haddonfield Running Company, and they're in. And they're, um, I, I decided to try the Rincon too. Okay. Yeah, they're I good. Think Michael got I like them. We were discussing uh, those. So I'm going to I'm gonna maybe wear those next week when I'm home and see how they work out. I mean, the thing is like when you go on something like that, whatever you take with you, um, that's what you got, you know? So you just got to deal with it. I mean, I guess, uh, so during Vol State, nobody can bring you anything. Like you can't have people bring you stuff. You can't have um, people drop things off. You can't have friends meet you out there. Um, now, of course, that, that would be different for my little adventure, like uh, down New Jersey. But um, I, I just, I wouldn't want to, take time out of someone's day just to like, hey, I decided on the wrong pair of shoes. Can you bring me a new pair? Like probably whatever I would take is just what I'm going to take. Awesome. That sounds like a, that'd be an incredible experience. It, would that be primarily, I'm assuming mostly road or would you try to hop on yeah. some trails? Yeah, I'd probably just go road. Yeah. Okay. Um, I really enjoyed the like going from town to town during Ball State, even though I'm primarily a trail runner. Um, that's my favorite part yeah yeah it was Boy. it was fun to go into those little towns that was like whenever we could like see lights and we were getting close some person were like we're almost there we're almost there like let's see what's gonna be like you know yeah it was like um a birthday party we were going to <laughs> every yeah it was our party <laughs> all alone in the middle of the night until the cops yeah came. oh yeah great how about you michael do you, what are you what are you thinking any ideas rolling around for uh, I mean, I could jump in on some New Jersey adventure. I could also um, do whatever. I mean, honestly, I don't really have anything planned until next year. So um, I feel like this was this is my must do for the year, and I'm just thankful it happened and we could we could partake in it. Um, you know, heard plenty of stories from a bunch of people for a long time, and was like, ah, oh, it's on road. It's not my thing, but. I do love the town aspect of it. Yeah. It's like kind of like hopping from place to place and like seeing what's going on. I don't know, maybe just being like a nosy buddy and whatever, but it was just fun, you know? Yeah. So. I, I feel like we were pretty lucky that like there's not a lot of races going on and just like for us to be able to do this during like this whole time. Um, there was only 66 of us I think that started. Um, so I, I, I agree. I felt like pretty lucky that we got to at least have this one major adventure like yeah. or major race even though i don't i don't feel like it's more of an adventure even i know it's a race for like a lot of people um but we're not those people that are going to be racing for those top spots so wow adventure. man this was incredible my goodness i was really looking forward to this sitting down and chatting with you guys thank you so much for being gracious with your time and uh, i feel you. like i feel like we were at the trailhead just sitting around and, and chatting even though this is through zoom um 
So uh, before we leave, I want to give both of you guys opportunity. Vanessa, if you want to plug for the Batona, and Michael, if you want to plug a little bit for your coaching services, if you guys want to do that. Okay, so um, as Kim stated, I'm the race director of uh, the Batona Trail uh, races and the New Jersey Devil 100, which are set to take place October 10th. Um, and as of now, we are moving forward full steam. Uh, we do have our race set up uh, on a waitlist um, type uh, entry. So uh, what that means is people can register, um, but they're not gonna be charged right away. They're gonna get some information on how we're proceeding. And then um, as long as they agree to everything and they um, are on board, then they can receive an invite to register um, fully into the race. Um, at, on August 15th though, we are gonna cut that uh, time off and we will go to a regular full wait list because we have got to order swag for this puppy yeah. now. <laughs> so, um, that's it. Oh, and you can find us on ultra sign up or um, you can link, uh, I guess Kim might put some links in the podcast or just find me on Facebook. Um, so if I don't accept a friend request, like send me a message <laughs> because I'm not super good about doing that. Awesome. Very cool. How about you, Michael? Um, if you want to reach out and you want a customized plan for actually a swim, bike, or, or run, um, I do all those. But um, you can reach me on Facebook or Instagram. It's Michael Daniel Wilson um, at uh, MDW Endurance Coaching. Um, so you can reach me there. But um, yeah, I mean, honestly, I just want people to have a good time while they're out there, um, not get injured. And try to uh do their personal best it doesn't matter um outside that right so um you know if you're looking for any of that support i'm your guy awesome yeah we're we're all about supporting the local trail and ultra community so we're happy to support you guys i'm hoping to get down if the race does happen get down to batona and yep. volunteer so hopefully yeah hopefully we were set to do it in the spring yeah. uh, so hopefully yeah. we'll, we'll get down there to uh south jersey so again, thank you guys so much. This was a blast. I hope all of you who are watching this live enjoyed it as much as I did. If you're catching this on the podcast rerun, I hope you really enjoyed it. All right. Thank awesome. you guys so much. Kim, thank you so much. This is awesome. All right. Keep it squatchy.